big old pecan tree in my neighbor's front yard. There's a raven sitting in it. And every time that I for tuning in. This is Matt Santos of the Mile High Show. You're listening to episode number 197, recorded with uh, three guests, Mr. Jim Sobo, Leslie Earl Lyman, and Darren Mahoney, all three of which have been guests on this show before and uh, will be collaborating tomorrow night over at Mark's Beer Garden in Prescott on Swenson Street. A great spot. We've recorded there several times uh, and a great spot to hang out, grab a bite to eat, a drink or two, and listen to some great entertainment, including Jim, Les, and, uh, and Darren, who will be performing there tomorrow night, December 14th, as part of Jim Sobo's Howling Coyote Tour. Now, uh, Jim has been doing this tour for well over a decade. I think this is like uh, year 13, 12, 13, something like that. Typically, his tour, and you'll hear more about it, how he started it in this episode, but uh, the gist of it is uh, he was so impressed upon moving to the Prescott area many years ago, he was so impressed with the, the level of artistry and musicianship found in this town, he wanted to take it out to uh, showcase it in his former uh, former places that he's lived, San Francisco Bay Area, L.A., Marin County, uh, all through California. So he has organized tours over the years to take uh, local artists on a swing through the Southwest. This year, he will be featuring some shows right here in the Prescott area, including December 14th at Mark's Beer Garden, featuring Leslie... Uh, Earl, not a serial killer, Lyman, and Darren Mahoney. So uh, I wanted to sit down, talk about the shows, talk about what these three guys have on the on the books coming up, and, and that's what we did. So we sat down over at the Raven Cafe. So check out both of these places, Mark's Beer Garden, uh, marksbeergarden.com. Follow them on Facebook as well. Um, just search Mark's Beer Garden, uh, in, and you'll find links to their other calendar events. And also, of course, the Raven Cafe at ravencafe.com. These, both of these places have been extremely um, supportive of the local arts and music scene and supportive of, of me coming and setting up mics and taking up space. So uh, check them both out. They're great spots to hang out. That whole Whiskey Row area and the surrounding Prescott area and Prescott Valley, Chino Valley. It's a great spot just to hang. So if you are listening to this from out of the area and plan on being in Arizona, take the time to swing up north to Yavapai County and check out our area. You will most likely at some point see uh, some big bald guy walking around with a microphone. So that's probably me. So stop in and say hi. That's exactly what happened. As we were recording this, um, we kept getting glances from a neighboring table over at the Raven. And then once we packed up the mics and we're sitting around chatting, we got a visit from a local resident. I didn't get that last name. I'm sorry. Kim and uh, Kim was sitting at a table next to us and uh, her friend visiting from Chicago, Donna. So thanks for Kim and Donna for... uh, for stopping by the table and saying hi and uh, just asking what we're doing. So if you see us out and about, 
recording huddled away in a corner somewhere. Stop over. Don't wait till the mics are off. Just come over and, and say hi and tell us what you're doing in town and uh, and what brought you to the area. And uh, and uh, there's no problem in, in interrupting because most likely, especially if I'm talking, uh, I need to be interrupted. I need to, I need to uh, be told to be quiet every once in a while. And people would much rather hear you and why you're here in town like Miss Kim and Miss Donna. Uh, rather than hear me ramble on, I don't know, I think we started with, I was talking about my new shoes or something, who knows. Sit back and enjoy 197 of the Mile High Show with myself, Mr. Jim Sobo, Leslie Earl Lyman, and Darren Mahoney. Make sure you follow those gentlemen too, HowlingCoyoteTour.com. Facebook, Howling Coyote Tour, uh, DarrenMahoney.net, and then Leslie Earl Lyman uh, right there on Facebook at Leslie.Lyman.54. And tell them, get a fan page, get a performer page set up. Come on, Les. Oh, and, uh, and, and use that Amazon link at MileHighShow.com. If you're a new listener here, go to MileHighShow.com. Check out our back archives. There's a ton of old uh, episodes there going back. Four years? We're almost at a four-year anniversary here. Um, go check out some of the artists that we've talked with, some of the performers, comics, and uh, just all-around goofy, interesting people. And uh, above all, use that Amazon link right there at milehighshow.com. It's a way we can support the the artists out there by, by going out, buying them a drink, buying them some food, hanging out, traveling to shows, traveling to areas to record this. That's how we pay for it. By using that Amazon link, you get directed to your Amazon or Amazon Prime login page. Doesn't cost you anything extra, but it lets Amazon know you got there through us, and they give us a little kickback at the end of the month. So, uh, don't be a Hinshaw. Hashtag don't be a Hinshaw is what I'm saying. Listen to the archives. You'll know what I'm talking about. There's this deadbeat in town. I don't want to name names, but... Yeah, his name's Hinshaw. He refuses to use that link, and he is the most avid Amazon shopper I've ever seen. So, hashtag don't be a Hinshaw. Support the show. Don't be a hater. Don't hate us like Matt Hinshaw. Use that link. Come on. Doesn't cost you anything extra. Support the show, will ya? Don't be a deadbeat. That's my story, melancholy. Every day's like a big old lead weight Wrapped in shoes that's already heavy It's like dying from a thousand cuts As close to being a musician last week as I think I will ever be During Acker? Huh? No, no The week before, I guess and it's strictly in uh, in uh, uh, in wardrobe only. I only wear. I don't know if you've ever noticed. Yeah. I only wear like like these casual. These are Doctor Scholl's. Right. I only wear these or white tennis shoes. Okay. I've got some other dress shoes and stuff. Right. But I always get like I've got three or four pairs of these. So all I have to do when it's dark is grab a left or a right. <laughs> and I don't have to worry about it. My my tennis shoes too. They're white. They're the wall. I could go and grab like five, six pairs at Walmart. But when I went to Phoenix, I was gone for like five days. I grabbed a right and a left. I grabbed a right and a left, and uh, 
But one of one of the pairs that I have is yeah. is all tore up from the yard and okay. paint and stuff, and it's just bleeding right over when Les is talking. Yeah, so. well, how awesome is that? How awesome is so that? So I grabbed I grabbed this one, grab one pair, and I get down to the club, and the first thing the guy looks at me and goes, "What happened to your shoes? I have one all ratty pair." And then a and nice one almost brand new oh, pair. Oh, jeez. So it just looks like two different pairs. The same shoe, just Just tie a bandana like around your leg. You look like a no, rocker. So I went, no, I went to Walmart the next morning, and the only thing they had in my size oh, no. is not something I would normally buy, <laughs> but I have the most comfortable uh-huh. blue suede tennis shoes that there. I have. So I, I, Nice. Anthony and Sandra come down that Sunday because I was down there all week. So they come down there, we go to lunch. The first thing out of Anthony's mouth, not hi, not I missed you, haven't seen me. He goes, Look at those shoes. Where'd you get those shoes? <laughs> <laughs> they are so comfortable. Well, you know what? You so should have bought a couple pairs because you're going to miss those when I they get. I turned into Elvis for the weekend. It was nice. nice. And that, thus, now I, now I have the mic to prove it. There you go. It's you demand. Nice, They're comfortable, but I still feel weird wearing them. That's his new name. Blue Suede Shoe Blue Santos. Suede shoes. Matt, the Blue Sorry, Suede Jimmy. Shoes. Sorry, Jimmy. Tell us why we're here. What do you got coming Hi. up? Hi, this is Jim Sobo from the Howlin' Coyote Tour. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, this Friday, the 14th of December, from 6 to 9 p.m., I am featuring. So if you don't know anything about the, the Howlin' Coyote Tour, it's a singer-songwriter showcase. That originated in Prescott, Arizona. Not Prescott, but Prescott. And uh, first time I showed up here about 17 years ago, I went to Coyote Joe's, which was a venue that featured a lot of original singer-songwriters performing acoustically. Um, One of which was Dave Whitley, who built that stage. And um, You mean physically built that stage? He did. Like, what what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, we have a, a musician that's groping himself. Yeah, uh, so what that was. Right. That was... I don't know whether to lick this microphone or... Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. Well, I, th- I think now. he's trying to create a fart with his yes, hand under his armpit. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and I started... I was amazed I'd come from that industry and I'd left that industry. I was lucky enough to, to sell a song to a straight-to-DVD film and... And I, I took the family and, and got the hell out of, of L.A. and moved to Prescott and decided just I was going to become a, a school teacher, which is what I did. And I went to Joe's and I started seeing these amazing artists that were yeah. really inspiring. And I was like, where am I? And people like Jonathan Hust and Gary Ukara and Kenny James and Les and uh, just the going master. on and on. Leslie Earl Lyman. Um, and so I created this, this concept. Because I, I felt compelled to. Yeah. I was like, there's no way that I'm going to see these people and just have them just be in my like, memory and press it. out. Right. Yeah. And so I lived in the Bay Area for many, many years. And, and uh, it's still a very welcoming community for this type of a concept, an acoustic singer-songwriter showcase concept. And so every year for the last 13 years, it took me five years to really have the gumption to, to do it. Um, I take local singer-songwriters up to the San Francisco Bay Area. And then this year is the first year that I am doing that concept here locally. Yeah. I found a venue that is off. um, If you know Prescott, you know an area called uh, Whiskey Row. Mm -hmm. And I found a venue that's off the row. Um, 
and it's more intimate and uh, ownership is incredibly friendly and down to earth kind of like what would be 1970s and that place is go Mark's, ahead, Mark's Beer Mark's Garden, Beer Garden. Yeah. yeah great spot man yeah. I like that place yeah. we've recorded there quite a bit yeah it's been nice and I and I, I watched that's you right. do yeah you, you showed up you, and yeah. play, that's the last time I, I saw you, you was over the, there with uh, your the open mic comedy night and yeah. that older gentleman that night was unbelievable yeah he was a funny guy unbelievable um, and just Scott, how refreshing was that night? I yeah. I, I love to hear people being um, exposed and vulnerable and just honest <laughs> and things you don't you don't get to hear in this town very often. And people, I must say, can be slightly offended around here in yeah Pike County. Yeah. And so it was just very, so refreshing to hear now, people just talk. Now off. you were there with your with, with your my wife, yeah. new bride. Now not so new. When did when did you guys uh, get married? She were, we just celebrated our three year. The last time that I'd seen you before I saw you at Mark's was on your wedding night. I was going down the stairs at Jersey <laughs> Lily, and you guys were going up. She was still in her bridal, in her yeah, wedding gown. Yeah, it was hard to get that dress off, so we decided just to kind of leave it on. <laughs> so, come on, it's a family show, dude. Yeah. Man. <laughs> well, I was wanting to hear about I showed up on your wedding filthy, night. Filthy, filthy musician. No, it took oh, like man, five people to pull the, the, the girdle <laughs> on the back there just to try to suck it in for her there, but... Thank God she's not here. Well, so there I goes the stork theory for this Friday night show. <laughs> well, uh, Mr. Leslie Earl Lyman uh, was on my, I want to say my fifth tour that I did. Um, I had hosted uh, Prescott's Got Talent. Prescott's Got Talent <laughs> downtown. That would be Paulden's Got Talent. <laughs> Paulden. Well, I love Paulden. Yeah. Um, and um, and I, one of the the, the buy-ins for me was that if they were musicians, I wanted whoever won or got second place or third place was going to get to go on the tour with me. Gotcha. And one was a gentleman named R Richie Hart, who was at a tombstone, and he just happened Richie. to be—he happened to be in town. And uh, he's an amazing artist as well. If you go onto my website, you, you can check him out. Yeah. Um, and the other was Nick Canuel. Yep. Who uh, at that time was with a gentleman named Sonny, and they called themselves Nixon. <laughs> and they were a duo, and they were like all of 19 and 20 or something like yeah. that. And so I took them on tour, and the following year I enjoyed being around R Richie so much that I asked him back. And that will happen because sometimes when, when you go on the tour, you form a camaraderie. Yeah. And you know these are people that you can trust while you're out on the road with all your picadillos. So is that why now when you're playing with Les, you're staying close to home where you can get back in your own bed at night? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I've been exactly can you once. No, Les, you can I'll, you imagine? I'll pull a trigger on, now, on Les now, again one of these days. Darren, you, you did a tour about a year ago, a year yeah. and a half ago. Yeah. Pretty extensive through Colorado. Yeah. We've talked about on Mike before. Yeah. Now, can you? how long were you guys gone? Uh, one time we were gone for was, uh, 10 days or 14 days, something like that. And then the can other one we did a quick... 14 days in a van with this guy? Well, see, <laughs> there's boundaries and there are rules on tour. Of course, number one is being don't do number two. But, uh, you know, I think when you when you go, you're going to figure out real quick whether you get along or not. Yeah. Um, and usually what ends up happening is you pair off. I get along with this person better. It just depends how many people are on yeah. the tour. But if you get with a good group of guys... Everybody has their. I mean, when me and uh, Shuri and uh, uh, Will Clipman and Art were on tour, you know, they're all healthy eaters. 
I'm a meat and potato, eggs and bacon. So we were <laughs> stopping at all these places all that was, you know, I couldn't eat anything out there because I don't <laughs> eat vegetables. Finally, they could see that Darren was quiet while we're going down the road. And I says, you know what? The next place we stop better have a grease pit because I want something fried. I want something. So they did. They pulled in, and we had biscuits and gravy, bacon and eggs, and they're all smiling at me because I'm just over there grubbing away. And It's rough when you're traveling with uh, with healthy eaters. you got to bring your own you got to bring your own food. you got to bring your own grease. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? Nothing's better than pulling off in the middle of you know, Gunnison, Colorado, making a ham sandwich, and there's nothing wrong with that versus paying 15 yeah. or 20 bucks at a restaurant to eat something. But you're right, you know, you, if you get along with them, it's a great tour. If you don't, you can't wait to get home. All right, Jimmy, you spent a lot of time in the music biz previous to your time coming to, uh, coming to Prescott. Give me, give me a road story of, uh, of a not-so-pleasant not road gig. <laughs> Well, just you use, don't, don't use names. names. You can if you want. I don't care. Nobody listens to this anyway. Just how bad give, they made give me a, give me Give me a not-so-pleasant. You've mentioned a couple of the good ones with the Howling Coyote Tour going up to Longanitas, up through Marin County. And I know you've done some up there. G- give me a tour pre- nightmares. pre-Howling Coyote bad road gig. Okay, we, we shall leave the, uh, the artist nameless. <laughs> Name less. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. No, I mean, you know, I hesitate to even say anything <laughs> because I, I th- we are a close community, and I do love and appreciate, and I'm so honored to have anyone that is crazy enough to go on this tour with with me. So any of the, again, the <laughs> the, the picadillos. Is he doing the Michael Jackson moonwalk backwards out of this? That happen uh, on the road. You have to just kind of roll with. But you don't ever want the cops to show up. So uh, <laughs> I, I will say that, and that has happened, and we, we, we still got paid. It's the bass so, player's yeah, fault, wasn't it? We, uh, we still got paid. <laughs> no, it was probably Jim Beam or Jack Daniels' fault. Yeah. One of the, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the worst thing that can happen when you're out there actually doesn't have anything to do with the artist, because hopefully the artist, Vehicle breaking the reason down. why you're there with these artists, is, especially for me, is... Again, I'm, and I'm not blowing hot air up these guys' skirts. I do honestly feel honored to be able yeah. to, to showcase them. And it, to me, it's, a, it's magic, you know? And, and we don't get a lot of that in this life anymore. Um, so, uh, it really, the worst thing that can happen is a mechanical failure and just being stuck somewhere. Yep. And, and or just booking um, a hospitality venue or a venue that is not appropriate. Um, you know, either well, we either g- bed bugs okay. or or um, booking a venue that you have to just basically beat the crowd over the head with an acoustic yeah. guitar so that they'll they'll listen, listen to you. Um, so there's you know, and I've with this type of concept, it's got to be an a listening intimate crowd. enough yeah. venue that they'll appreciate what what they're listening to um, because I. I encourage original music and people that yeah. are, are right in the song craft, and and, just, and there's still a lot of that going on. It's so encouraging, um, but that's the worst thing that could happen. Is yeah. you, you get stranded somewhere, the van breaks down, uh, the venue is just absolutely horrible. Maybe nobody shows up, and you don't get paid. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know when you're on the road. 
people think being on tour is like this wonderful experience. Sometimes it's not. <laughs> it's a job, man. Now, yeah. you guys, the, the fun part is job. being on that stage. That hour and a half to two hours yeah, yeah. you're on stage. Yeah. The rest of it is the work to get the you, work that. Getting you yeah. there. Now, you guys have all played various types in a wide, varied uh, venues, everything from stadium shows to to rock clubs and, and different bar gigs, and uh, I've seen you guys play in, in some small little coffee shops and cafes. What's the, what's the oddest place that you guys have gigged, whether it be with a band or solo? Let's go around the room. Leslie, no, I'm I'm really I'm really lost. The oddest, you yeah. Know? I mean, the, the, <laughs> I could give you, know, you the top fifteen. Well, because we, <laughs> we 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 all know music at we all know music at uh, you know at bars at nightclubs and things. What's the the, the uh, venue an outlet where it? On first glance, you wouldn't think. I'll, I'll go like the comedy thing. There's yeah. guys doing shows in laundromats and barbershops. Right. I was just I was going to say the the oddest put, was it was a combination microbrewery laundromat. <laughs> um, combination, something else. I can't remember. Suds and duds. Oh, yeah. so something you, right. Were you getting a lot of change in was, the tip jar? It was in San Francisco, and it was, it was uh, you know, there was so much going on there. There was yeah. just that people, like, they were reading their paper, waiting for their laundry to get done. People that were, you know, drinking beer. It was, yeah, but and that now it's commonplace, but this was yeah. about 10 years ago. Yeah. I, I, I got to say bowling alleys. Bowling alleys? Bowling alleys in general, because, like, you, you'll get there, and, the, like, almost all bowling alleys have some kind of, like, bar. Bar, so, yeah. You know, and so they'll, like, they'll, they'll book an act trying to, like, make the, you know, make the bar make some more money when really people want to drink beer and, you know. You know and like in, like in the, um, the Big Lebowski, they want to drink beer and, like, bowl. You know, so you're there, and. You know, you're getting paid, and no one's paying any attention to you. And there's like this occasional, you know, strike, and people are going yay, and you know, and it's and, and they're 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 really really strange. Uh, I would have to say the exception though is there's there's a place in uh, I, I cannot remember the name of this place, but in New Orleans, it's actually a really cool it's a really cool venue. So yeah, it's a 24-hour bowling alley, and. Uh, the bowling alley here in Prescott Valley actually has. Yeah. A, uh, they actually, has a, they have a nice room. They got a PA and everything. Yeah. You know? So um, karaoke was huge there for a while. I don't know if they still are. <laughs> you know, like, uh, well, well, you know, uh, uh, our local funk band, Funk Frequency, man, they packed that. Gym. Yeah. <laughs> I walked in there. They're fun to watch. What was going man. on, and it was like there was like four thousand people in there. It's like, you know, and it, it smelled like it smelled like summer in Havana. <laughs> How about you, Darren? Oh, goodness. I had a bluegrass band I played with. It was called Half Grass. It's called what? Half Grass. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we had an upright bass player, uh, Byron Lipkin. I had me on guitar. We had mandolin. We had drums or uh, mandolin, banjo. We had a fiddle player. So it was a good group of guys. And we had got this gig booked that they said, oh, you'll be playing on a trailer you know and we've done gigs before where they're semi-trailers flatbeds double you know so thinking, okay this is good this is good and uh we pull up to the gig it's in a parking lot and it literally is a six by eight track like a lawn tractor trailer (laughs) (laughs) and all of us got on this trailer and they didn't have the jack you know the jack sitting right (laughs) so and no matter what they did to bring them up the grass was so soft that we'd be set there playing and (laughs) <laughs> and the only thing out there was just kids running around with cotton yeah. candy and so that went but I do I do have one I could tell you that's just blew my mind is me and Sherry 
And if you know the music we play, talk about who Sherry is. Sherry Finzer is, uh, she's uh, the owner of Heart Dance Records, but she's also a flautist. Flautist. Flautist that plays with me uh, in a duo called Finzer Mahoney Duo, which we'll be playing here this Friday. But uh, we got booked at a gig up in Greer, Arizona at the Molly Butler Lodge. And I kept telling her, I said, are you sure that they want, you know, you've heard the music we do. Yeah, yeah. You know, I said, is this going to be kind of a fit for this lodge? So we get up there, and it's nothing but forest firefighters and lumberjack-looking dudes sitting in the bar. And we set up our stuff and start to get, you know, do a sound check. And then we have to have the, the, the TV turned off. But what was going on, the volume on the TV, what was going on was the ASU U of A game. Yeah. Oh. And when they turned the volume off and they had us start playing you could hear one guy in the back and I don't, i'm not going to say what he said <laughs> but you got to be bleeping kidding me and he turned around and they were just looking at us with like daggers in their eyes <laughs> that they can't watch a football game and they got to listen to this instrumental stuff so after the first set we walked up to the guy behind the bar and i said you know dude you you want us just to go yeah and he goes well we'll pay you i will keep you know we'll pay you the amount do you mind i'm like not at all. <laughs> I mind not getting things thrown yeah, at me. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to live to my next birthday. Thank you. Yeah, that that I think that that that's very frequent. Like during football season, you know, like the like let's have a band right in the middle of the game. Yeah. <laughs> it works for the halftime show. Hey, I get paid the same. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. So what else is on the horizon for you? You're you gonna be playing this Friday. So yeah, so this Friday, December fourteenth, six to nine PM at Mark's Beer Garden, I'm featuring Leslie Earl Lyman and Darren Mahoney. Uh, no, reverse that. Darren Mahoney and Leslie and, Earl. And what, what are you and are you gonna be hitting the road after that or you no, just trying I'm, to get I'm the feelers what out? I, what I'm, I, the only time I hit the road is one month in um, well basically ten days in the summer no. each each year. And that's because I take two weekends, and I, I bookend the two weekends, and then we get gigs during the week. This last tour, we actually did all of California. We did Southern California, yeah. Central California, and Northern California. And is that what's on this flyer here? Yeah, yeah. So we did uh, Los Angeles, then we did Oxnard, Santa Barbara, Ventura, and then went straight from Ventura to uh, Cotati, or not Cotati, Ronard Park. Ronard Park. And you that got was Marin. a heck of a drive. You know what? I love Ronard Park. it was on Park. a Friday, and it was, yeah, we barely got there in time. Yeah, that area is great up there. And then you got Guerneville up there, which yeah. is one of my favorite family vacations. We went up there, up to Guerneville, Russian River area. Yeah. What a beautiful spot that is up yeah, there. Yeah, and you know, what people don't understand, well, I hope they understand now, is that those people up there have been suffering for the last two yeah. years with all of the fires. Fires and, and flooding so before many that, people two years ago. have lost their homes. Yeah. The, the the woman that booked us at the Rohnert Park show, her and her husband had lost their home just the year prior and they yeah. were homeless. And we were what a wonderful venue that was. Um, and there's a yeah. festival up there that I don't know if they're still doing. They were doing every year on the river. And uh, it was Wavy Gravy's thing that they would do every summer up there. What are yeah. you doing? Yeah, it is It is a uh, <laughs> most wonderful community. But now all I'm doing is I'm gonna, I've decided I'm going to do, because I've been doing this for 13 years now, and, and I, I hunger for it. I'm getting to the point now where um, I think I want to do this full time eventually yeah. maybe. 
and um, and so I'm kind of easing into that state of mind. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm I'm going to be empty nesting it very soon. And um, now, when you say doing this thing, you mean music in general, or you mean hitting the road? Both. Both. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know, I like I was talking to you about. I like to get into broadcasting. I yeah. don't know if that would ever happen. You know, even if I have to go back to school for it or something. I, I just I love. Oh, music don't even so say much. that out loud because if yeah. you got to go to school to do this stuff, yeah. I might as well sell my gear now. Right. Right. <laughs> You heard but it I, here first. Well, what do you, I'm just well, such what a do you fan. Want to do? I'm such a huge fan. So I want to do this on a monthly basis. And yeah. th- this month I get to have the honor of showcasing Leslie O'Lyman and Derry, Darren uh, Mahoney, who this just came together like yeah. literally in the last three weeks. Yeah. And just how we all got together last night. What fun. a wonderful <laughs> evening. That was a hoot. Yeah. And, yeah. and just every, you know, every show can be like that. The yeah. last show I featured Sharon. Uh, Sean McDermott and Nick Canuel again. And again, what a wonderful night that was. Yeah. And it's just spontaneous and beautiful. And I'm still I'm still such a huge fan of music and yeah. what it does for me. Literally it just it just shines right out of my butt. Look, it's just I, like, got, I gotta yeah. say this. I gotta say this. The best audience a musician could ever hope to have is Jim Soto. Jim Sobo is like, you know, like I swear, like he's an audience all by himself. I, I clap very loud. You play to him, and you'd be good. <laughs> now, now, you mentioned you want to, you got some ideas of some broadcast stuff that you want to do in general. What, without being too specific, uh, just to be able to promote the local music scene or or new singer songwriters or a combination yeah. of of established singer songwriters that you may not have heard of and new singer songwriters. It's just there's so much to be hopeful about yeah and and so much to be proud of in regards to music in general i don't care if it's somebody from ireland i don't care if it's somebody from anywhere on this planet if they're reaching deep inside and they're writing and expressing and crafting it's so captivating to me i will say i do have a there's a line there you know i don't i don't love everybody and everything but you know for me uh, if if i'm if i'm a fan and i'm engaged yeah and i feel like they can do at least better than i can on stage then they well, need to be up there well who's out there who are some of those unsung unknown folks that uh that we want to that yeah you would want to shine a light on okay well this last yeah, it comes with notes i yeah, love yeah this this look at that this, it's got the commercials and everything this last tour i featured Tommy Anderson, who owns uh, Tommy Rocks up in uh, Jerome. Jerome, yeah, yeah. Hello, Tommy. And he is a wonderful human being. He's as close to a modern-day hippie as you can get. <laughs> he was he was an English teacher for 20 years. He's a veteran, um, and he's, he's just got stories from the road, stories about life. He's just so captivating and engaging and just pure. He's one of these guys that could pick up a guitar and just write a song. Yeah. And he doesn't have to think about it. He just writes it, and he's is this, it just we. I labor. I don't know about you guys, yeah. but I labor over this. And he's just like, oh, no, I just wrote like three songs last night. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, and some you know they they might be good, they they might not be, but it's his thing. It's his yeah. process. Flushing out the ideas. Yeah, just just doing it. And so I brought him, and uh, and I brought someone that I checked out at the point, um, Rosemary Tracy. And she's the first uh, female artist that was brave enough to go on, uh, on the road. And uh, she brought her husband, which was wise. Yeah, Because she's 
gorgeous, and um, we just had an amazing tour. And her husband is an amazing guy. He ended up being kind of like a road manager slash nice. roadie, and and was very helpful. And and Rosemary, well, you could see her just keep work- the artist sane. Yeah. on the road. Yeah. <laughs> And you could see her just working her craft out while we were out there. It was really neat. Because like, I think I'd seen her a year prior, and I don't think she'd been playing out very much. Yeah. When, I, when I made that call and said, hey, Rosemary, do you want to go on tour? Um, she's like, yeah. And then she went on tour and just realized kind of what it's like yeah. out, out there. And she, I could see her just working at it. And she became, I saw her just blossom. You know? nice. and just And my God. She is this fiery Irish, you know, just gorgeous, and she's pulling it out from places that don't exist, and just, yeah, man. And, and her finger work, unbelievable, and her vocals, unbelievable. So Tommy and I were just trying to keep up after, you know, nice. after she she got going. Uh, so, so yeah. what do you envision, like, uh, like interview and play some music, or just dissecting their art? What, Both, what, what, what yeah, all of the above. I mean, uh, Matt, and the same fascination that you have with people and, and getting inside their head and asking them some questions and stuff, I have that same fascination. Nice. Um, yeah, so you'd asked about local artists. Um, so one of the first gentlemen that I saw when I first moved here was a gentleman named John Best. Or Jonathan, Jonathan Best. Best. I've seen him play right at that piano, yeah. right over there. At the we didn't even mention at, at the, the Raven, Raven Cafe where we're sitting right now. And to me, immediately, what I heard was reminiscent of Randy Newman, but coming yeah. out of this twenty-year-old body. And, and oh, that was a long time ago. That was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's still a little dude. He's not. A, he's but he's not, not twenty and, years old. Yeah, not, yeah. <laughs> and uh, just. This like kind of New Orleans thing going on, even though he's never been there, um, and I, that's to me is sacred ground as far as music goes. Very and, eclectic too, because he moves in not just the music, but different sounds and and ambient sounds, and then the artwork and a lot of work with kids and stuff in the area. What's his uh, work? I forget. Do you guys you remember? I'll, it, I'll put a link in there. John, yeah, for his day job. He's got an organization. Oh no! You're oh 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 yes, Jonathan Best. I'm so yeah. sorry. So I was talking about a different John. John Best? Hust. Oh Hust. Yeah, I'm, John I'm Hust. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was talking. That's who I was talking yeah. about too. I thought you were talking yeah, about Jonathan was, Best. Yeah, I was talking. Yeah. So I was talking about Jonathan Hust. Jonathan Best, I did bring on tour. And okay. John, and Jonathan Best, it, to me, when I saw him, he's like the crazy mad scientist that <laughs> yeah. Uh, that yeah is it, it presents himself on the keyboard. As can do anything, any sound, any type, and he was the first guy I saw start to loop stuff, yeah, and sample yeah, okay. stuff. Yeah, Jonathan Best. I he was on tour uh, two years ago with me. Gotcha. And he's eccentric and that's beautiful. who I saw yeah. play right over there. Yeah. yeah, Jonathan Hust. He's a gentleman that I saw in his twenties. Gotcha. That um, ended up blossoming with several different projects around here. But yeah, check out Jonathan Best. Check out Jonathan Huss. Check out uh, a Cross-eyed Possum. They're not. I don't think they're around anymore. But but that was it the, sounds like something uh, Darren they, would they eat on the road. They did something Akronite. I know they did something. Oh, Akronite. did they? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So. so that's the uh, that's the, um, the the Howard boys. They're they're twins, and uh, one plays stand-up bass, and the other one plays guitar, and they sing. And they only play stuff from the 1970s. It's weird. Oh, wow. They're, nice. They're like 18, but they, they're really drawn <laughs> to uh, 
the Allman Brothers especially and, and various other artists. Um, and they actually, one of them still play with uh, Sugar and the Mint. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I, I believe. Um, what a solid group that is. Yeah, Johan? Sugar and the Mint from yeah. Prescott here. A, uh, they won uh, the best bluegrass act in... Uh, Telluride, wasn't it? Telluride, yeah. yeah. Um, and Richie Hart, who I've mentioned, um, who now lives in Pennsylvania. Uh, Kenny James. Yes. Um, Kenny James came out of San Francisco, out of the, the Bay Area and actually worked with... Um, uh, the band, oh God, I'm, I'm, I'm going to brain fart here, so I'm going to back away from that. But, <laughs> but uh, He's got a history. Yeah, I need he, to sit down with Kenny. I haven't yet. We keep talking about it, and it yeah. just doesn't happen. Yeah, um, but he's, he's obviously been incredibly successful here. Uh, Wes Williams. Yeah. So I took him and Wes on tour um, one year. Wes Williams is out of New Orleans. Yep. Would be the proper pronunciation. Nolans. Um, <laughs> Nolans. Hey, you, got, you guys know uh, Dave Manning? Are you familiar yeah, with Dave? Yeah, Dave Manning. Yeah, drives the, around in yeah, that VW bus. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he plays the keyboard, and and I I kind of see him like aspiring towards a Tom Waits yeah, kind of a thing. I yeah, I sat with him, did a podcast with him about a year or so ago, and uh, he was coming. It was the night after Thumb Butte Distillery, the night before he played here at the Raven. Just an interesting guy, man. I really love talking with him, and yeah. he's got a he's got a very unique sound. He does, he, he and does. A, a kind of a unique uh, outlook on life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fun yeah, guy I mean, to talk with. I, you know what? And that kind of an artist, um, I would take on tour. You know, I would take definitely. I would take on tour, but that kind of an an, an artist, you really have to be. A musician's musician. Well, I was thinking to really appreciate that. Sometimes I think the general public might not find it entertaining enough. Enough bells and whistles going on, but um, I was thinking in line with this broadcasting you were thinking of because I would love to hear. I mean, when I sat and talked with him, it was it was just scratching the surface. As a as a fan of his, I got to see him the night before. I listened to a couple of his CDs, so it was a different outlook. I'd like to hear. I'd like to hear him have a discussion with one of you guys where you can really get into right. more of the music aspect the of it craft. as opposed to the audience members, which right. is what I was doing. Right. But he'd be a good one to sit down and chat with. A uh, gentleman who was playing with John with Jonathan Hust uh, was Gary Ukra. And Gary he comes up on this podcast way too much. Does he really? He's probably lurking around here. I see him a lot. Yeah, he's, and he's a lurker. scares the heck out of that's me. what he does he lurks he, he very he, he intimidates me and he's uh he came out of what he does what, was, what could you say that again he intimidates me yeah. why is that because he's he i photographed him many times over the years yeah. i'll typically drumming with like the cheekbones and he has a very intense look about him mm-hmm. and he Gives the impression that he does not like a camera pointed at him. He doesn't. So when I am taking pictures of him, he gives me these very mad dog, yeah, mad dog, hairy eyeball. Yeah, he he lived in Missoula, Montana, and he's originally from the Minnesota area, but he is an artist who does just wants to be an artist. He now, doesn't want to have anything to do with what it, any of the promotion or any of the business. Of he being he a musician. came up. I was having a conversation on Mike with Don Cheek, and he brought up Gary. And as I was saying, he intimidates me. I look over Don's shoulder, and he comes walking in the do- gate at the patio at 
far from whatever they were called at the time. So we laughed about it. A couple months later, I'm having a conversation with Wes Williams over at the Birdcage. We're recording, and Gary's name comes up, and I look up, and he comes walking in the door. Then I'm sitting down with Drew Hall across the street at Granite Mountain Brewery six months after that, and he comes up in conversation, and I said, the guy scares me. Every time I mention his name, he walks in the room, and sure enough, he comes walking in the room. Oh, my God. Look who just walked in. I was going to say, I'm looking around. No, he wouldn't be here. No. The last time I saw him was here. Was it? And it was after a Drew and Anton show. And I'm telling somebody, yeah, Gary's probably a really nice guy. I've never had more than 10 words with him. But every time I mention his name, he comes walking in, and sure enough, he comes walking in the door. Well, I was, I was, before you got here, I was talking to these gentlemen about, about Gary and how he writes. And he writes subconsciously. He writes through stream of, of consciousness. It, it may sound, uh, um, it might not sound logical, but to him... It means something in that moment. Yeah. It's almost like uh, poetry or something where I, again, just labor uh, over trying to make something rhyme or trying to make it mean something or trying to make it halfway decent. It's just, to him, it's just a stream of uh, consciousness. Are, are you guys members of or familiar with the Eucharista fan page on Facebook? No, I am not. It's a, it's a page set up to list sightings of Gary Eucura. <laughs> I think Wes started it. I, no, it's, no, no, that's a lie. I, like, no, it's one, a, no, one, look face, one Facebook page is enough for me. Yeah, I don't know it's who started it. I think Wes started it, Williams, but it's the Eucharistas. I want to start a Gigfoot yeah. one. That's so awesome. If you see a Gigfoot, oh my God. post it. Post your pictures of Gigfoot. I may just do that. That is hilarious. <laughs> uh, so another gentleman would be Nick uh, Nick Heward, who's actually who's out of the Phoenix area. Um, insanely Great beautiful guy. voice, insanely beautiful songs. Well, well, let's do it. You've got, you've got, and it just goes on and on. And you've on. got a, a, a good head start on a list of who you'd like to talk with. So why don't we just set up and have the. Have the Jim Sobo yeah, show. Yeah, why not? I don't understand. Let's do it. All right. It is done. It is now. We're reaching about 30,000, boys and girls, welcome yeah. to the Jim Sobo show. We're reaching about 30, thir- between 30 and 35,000 people. The, ready? Month. In the morning. Wow. Sobo in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> no? So what, you're thinking like, uh, wh- how Sobo often? would like morning be that, that early. <laughs> how often would you want to do this? Uh, every month. Like do a monthly highlight yeah. of an artist? Yeah. Or... I mean, actually, so what I'll do is every month we can talk about the upcoming show that's happening that month. But we could do shows in between if What's you'd like. What's this we? No, this is the Jim Sobo show. Oh, it's the Jim Sobo show. I'll come with the gear. I'll set it okay. up. You arrange for a guest. Okay. And uh, and Yeah, so and we, we could do it, yeah, probably uh, twice a month then, I would Cause, say. Because we've been waiting for four years now for the Les Lyman aspect of the podcast. Well, I think <laughs> I think I've added my aspect to all the podcasts I was in. <laughs> you know? Les was going to do a, a guest podcast like once every couple of months. Start, and that was in 2014, 15, early 15. Not that we're he's still, counting. He's done one. He's, he's done, done one. one. Yeah, and you were, you were unhappy with it. I was like, no, okay. it was fine. <laughs> it was okay. It was fine. We just never got another one. Because <laughs> you, you were like, you were like, you, you 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 were mean to me. He was mean to me. <laughs> I think we need a group hug. Oh man, Don't less touch a sensitive me. man. Don't. 
Don't the do gentle that. giant. Now don't go home and write a song about it, Lars. <laughs> now we we were talking about bad gigs earlier. Right. You've got a song based on one of your gigs. If I'm not, do I have that wrong about wanting to smack somebody over the head with your guitar or something uh, along no, those lines? No, that's not me. I like I did I did uh, redo um, I did redo uh, Lodi. You know, yeah. and that was like that very was good like version, for, by for the about way. Three years or four years when I, like I did that on the, on the the tour I went on, I redid Lodi and I was just, you know, we were talking about the road, man, and that song is about the road, and I, I really sort of, you know, it's it's there's a lot of stuff in there that people, when you play it for people, they like it, you know, but really, um, there's to me, it's just all this musical sophistry. It's like, how many chords can I put in here? How can I do this? Because that's what you do when you play is you're trying to wow people right. with like, your musical sophistry instead of like, you know, be, be, be simple and plain and true. And then, you know, like you have to, there, there's a rant in it. There's a rant in it where I'm just like, you know, let me, let me tell you what it's like. What it's really like. You know, it's like, like you're in a hotel room you can't afford with people you can't afford to pay. No one's eating anything. <laughs> You know, your wife calls you on the phone and says, like, the, the, you know, the toilet's broke, right? You know? And then you sort of, like, start rethinking this life, you know, like, that you're doing. Because, you know, because it really is like that. I mean, like, the travel's hard. The shows are, the shows are magic, you know. The shows are magic. You come back from every tour a better musician in general. And there's a know? surprise at every stop. Oh, yeah, you just don't know what it yeah. is yet. Yeah, you sometimes know? it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Yep. Sometimes it's weird. You know, oh, you know. Sometimes, like for instance, like the the tour I did, the Howling County tour. I, I, to my mind, I, that I went with Jim. To me, that's like the tour de cheeseburger because I got the best cheeseburgers of my life <laughs> the whole time. Lo, lo, the log, you know, takes, like let take me tell that you this. sherry. Yeah, take that sherry. <laughs> you and your quiche. <laughs> I, I, I want to tell you. I want to tell you that the meatloaf sandwich. The bacon wrap, ah, like meatloaf sandwich. You're killing like me. Lagunitas. Like the Jim tried to talk me out of getting is like the best, the, plain flat out, the best cheeseburger I ever had in my life. You know, and it, no. and, and it <laughs> is. It's back. when Jim, you know, when people like Jim, managers and tour managers and stuff like that, take people out on the road. That's the like the silent fifth member of the band. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, oh, yeah. what happens and what pops up, everybody looks to him. Because if you have four other band members trying to solve this problem, things will get really screwed up, <laughs> you know. And Jim's real good at that. Jim's like he's very he's very good at like you know managing people, you know, and he's very good at like keeping things going. Cracking and, the like, whip. Uh, you know, well, lobby call three a.m. I wouldn't say he cracks the whip. Just to try to wake people up the in the morning. That's the that's the <laughs> hardest thing. Like, nice. Just keep them up instead, you know. Just oh, <laughs> no, I actually I go out every morning. I get coffee and donuts every single morning. I wake up before anybody else. I get in nice. and out of the bathroom before anybody else. <laughs> Jim's me time. Well, so we got the show. I'm going to put this up either late tonight or early in the morning. Yeah. Uh, which will be Thursday. So the show is again Friday uh, this night. Friday the 14th at Mark's Beer Garden from 6 to 9 p.m. And it's featuring Mr. Leslie Earl Lyman and Mr. and heart dance recording artist, Mr. Darren Mahoney. And, Ta-da! The, and Sherry, and Sherry Fenzer. Now we'll, and st- Sherry Winsor, we'll, we'll yes. keep it from right here, Jim. So tell everybody where they can not just find out about 
Howlin' Coyote, but also about you in general, social media, anything you've got, website, Facebook, whatever. Go yeah, ahead. definitely. Um, the Howlin' Coyote tour site is probably the best way to get okay. in touch with me. I actually I put my cell phone number on there. I always have. Um, and it's www.howlincoyotetour.com. Good deal. And Les, where can folks find out about you? And where you, what, what else besides Friday do you got coming up? Okay, so... Um Let's see. I'm trying like whatever whatever the Friday is after this Friday. Uh, Sky Conwell and I will be doing the uh, be doing the Gigfoot duo at uh, yeah. at the at, at the Meadery at Superstition nice. Meadery. You know, like which is a, a really cool place to play. I love it. It's 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 like it's almost like not being on Whiskey Row at all because you go downstairs and you know it's a great place to be. And then it'll be Christmas. <laughs> then it'll be Christmas, and who knows? Who knows what I'll be you, doing? You ever set up that that performer page yet, or is it still just under Leslie Earl Lyman? No, it's still Leslie Earl Lyman's Facebook. Not a serial Not killer. Not a serial killer. That's right. <laughs> Not a serial killer. <laughs> I, I want I want that to be a band, but I don't think we get any work. <laughs> nah. <laughs> All right, Darren, where can folks find out about you and everything you got Let's coming? Let's see, uh, DarrenMahoney.net and HeartDanceRecords.com, and I will be playing tomorrow at the Prescott VA for their Christmas party. Party with uh, Dennis Bennett, Second Chance. And then Friday, me and Sherry will be playing at the Howlin' Coyote deal here at Mark's Beer Garden. And then the following Saturday, I'll be at Sedona at the Talakapaki for the Christmas show there at the, the chapel, the old chapel. How do you chapel. spell that? Talaki, <laughs> T-L-A-Q-U-P-E. And that's with Sherry, right? That's with Sherry. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, a lot of people are impressed and haven't had the opportunity to see me and Sherry perform. They have usually just see me perform yeah. solo or with Dennis oh, or Les, yeah. Sherry, Becky yeah. Dalkey. And uh, so I, I strongly recommend Sherry coming and checking the show. Tell, tell, them, tell them what tell Sherry, them Sherry does. Sherry. Sherry is the, the owner. She started the company Heart Dance Records as well as RS Promotions, but she is a cl- world-famous flautist. And uh, check her out. Flautist? Flautist, flutist. She told me I could say it either way. You could say it either way. And uh, she's one hell of a performer. <laughs> she's uh, She's performed with a lot of great uh, yeah. artists out there. And I'm, I'm really honored to have her uh, ride in side saddle. And just a real fun lady to talk to. Oh, she's a blast. We, we recorded at your yeah. place. Yes, that we was did. fun. So come down and say hi, and if you buy a CD, I think she gives you a hug. Nice. And then everything, all our back episodes with folks like Leslie, with Jim, with Darren, with Sherry, and all the other folks that I've talked to, milehighshow.com. Follow us on Facebook. We're going to have intro and outro music off of this CD that you left me, which is the Howling Coyote Tour from 17. So we'll we'll look surprised. I'm going to pull a couple off there and play them on the intro and outro. Uh, Check out Mark's Beer Garden, too, because they're doing a lot of fun stuff. Becky Dalkey and Vince Dalkey are doing a music and trivia night. Uh, periodically, I, they the start one is tonight. If you're listening to this today, but just check them out on Facebook. Um, and better yet, just get out and crawl around whatever neighborhood you're living in, whether that be Prescott, Phoenix, San Francisco Bay Area, or wherever you happen to live, and find some local artists, local musicians. Go out and support them and have some fun. What do you guys got tonight? Because I'm heading over to Jersey Lily after yeah, this. That's where I'm going. I'm going to my my good friend Jim Kelly. Uh, who makes you know, Jim Kelly amplifiers is bringing oh, cool. the latest model of his amp out for me to like Ooh. test drive. Nice. Like, now, like, and I'm really excited because you know, like, he, he builds these things one at a time, literally in his garage. 
great. You know, I mean, he was uh, he had a uh, um, he had a I think he was had pe- I don't know. I mean, he may have had a factory before. I do know that like Joe Bonamassa played his amps, spe- you know, like specifically like for for a while. So he's got this amp he's building, and he's he's sold a, like one or two. And the last one went on. I think he put it up on eBay. The last one went on eBay like for about ten grand. Nice. So I'm kind of excited to play this thing. Nice. So get out, find some local artists, find some local musicians, find some uh, some local creators, and support them wherever you happen to live. But most of all, most of all, support local podcasts. Go to MileHighShow.com. Support local podcasts. Matt Use Santos. that Amazon link. Don't be a Hinshaw. Use that Amazon link. <laughs> Unlike Matt Hinshaw, who hates me and hates the show and doesn't use that link to make uh, make it difficult for me to afford things like beers and uh, and uh, and snacks for my guests. Thanks, guys. Thanks for sitting down and talking. And thank you to the Raven Cafe. Thank you, Raven Cafe. We love you. We all need time to collect our dreams. What they mean. Probably what we need to know Shine on, shine on, son Lead me well I do when my spirit Seems to wander back Daybreak, white ball And it suits me fine It's an easy life If it's easy on your mind but what's lately on my mind Was taking up all my time It's this fear Been here too long And that I don't belong I get like this for a reason Been a victim of treason And I'm never really sure What people mean One time I, I Didn't I put faith where faith should never be I push my lifelong love in my youth She has been a very good friend to me and I need quiet before I can speak If you could sit silent, you'd hear more out of me Move too fast And you run me down And everybody's noisy In this town But what keeps me in this town What keeps me hanging around And what keeps me from a road I should have left long ago Is that I really do have love And I feel like I'm part of and that they're a part of me They've been good friends to me Give me these To love myself And I find love Wherever I go Wherever I go